Hello and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter and I am the editor-in-chief of Fine Biometrics where we are celebrating our 17th annual year in review. Throughout January on ID Talk, we will be interviewing biometrics and identity industry leaders about the major milestones not just of the year but also of the previous decade. That's why in this latest episode, I am excited to welcome back David Benini, Vice President of Marketing and Product at Aware. This time, Fine Biometrics Vice President of Digital Content Susan Stover sat down with David to talk about biometric applications in the burgeoning smart automotive space and the decade as a whole. In December, Aware released a white paper detailing the massive potential for biometrics in the automotive space, so this episode begins with a discussion of the most exciting commercial applications of strong authentication in connected cars and the special considerations around deploying biometrics in vehicles. The conversation turns to the decade in biometrics, and Benini lends his company's historied expertise on the topic to talk about the biggest milestones of the 2010s. Their conversation concludes with a look ahead for Aware as the new decade dawns. It's an enlightening conversation about new frontiers in identity, so without further ado, here is Susan Stover in conversation with Aware's David Benini on the ID Talk podcast. Welcome to ID Talk. Today I'm joined by David Benini, Vice President, Marketing and Product for, for Aware. And I'm Susan Stover, VP of Digital Content, Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World. Thanks for joining us today, David. It's a pleasure to be here, Susan. Great speaking with you. So I really want to start out by talking about uh, Aware recently put biometrics in the driver's seat with the recent white paper, Biometrics on the Road to Automotive Identity. Um, so on the road ahead, what do you see as the most exciting applications for biometrics in the automotive industry? Well, firstly, I'm excited about all the puns that that are coming from talking about the automotive industry. I mean, they're they're almost endless. Um, well, so the automotive industry is really exciting, right? There's so much going on there with uh, innovation, not only with the vehicles, but different business models that are fundamentally changing how we think about cars and driving and getting from point A to B. And we we talk about this uh, a fair amount in the, in the white paper. And so there's a lot of examples of, of how biometrics and identity can come into play in the automotive space. Uh, it's a diverse topic, it's a diverse mm-hmm. arena, but I think clearly car sharing is one that is, is, is an obvious, uh, an obvious use case where where identity plays a role. You know, we're thinking in the old days, you had a single person or a few a, a family, a few family members accessing a car with a key, and so you know that was really um, essentially authentic- authentication based on something that you have. Mm. Um, and so as we move to models where cars, a single vehicle, is shared by many different people in some some way, it's clear how keys become less a physical token such as a car key becomes a lot less practical. And I think that applies both in kind of personal use of automobiles, but also in professional and, and commercial use. And and so fleet management, I think, is another area that's really interesting because you just think about how many very large companies rely uh, so heavily on some aspect of automotive for their business and managing very large teams of, of drivers. How can we help that process with identity and with biometrics? Uh, mm-hmm. How can we help companies manage their fleets better and, and, and understand better about who is doing what uh, in their fleet? So those are just a couple. I know in the white paper we go really try to, to look at 
lots of different applications, but those are two that I think are, are, are really interesting. Mm -hmm. and, and the paper makes a point of differentiating between in-car and out-of-car applications. Why is it important to make this distinction? Well, so certainly from a vendor perspective, it's really important, but I think also for, for say, a car manufacturer. So, so if we think of the difference between in-car and out-of-car, if, if I'm out-of-car, out of we're thinking about authenticating on a mobile device. In that case, we're integrating biometric authentication into a into a, an app, for example. But when we move to the in-car uh, paradigm, now we have to integrate this cap this technology and, and hardware and sensors into the, the physical automobile. And changes like that don't happen right away. So those there are often lead times of several years uh, involved when you start talking about um, modifying or introducing new technologies inside the car. So I think that's a really fundamental kind of difference to understand. Now, in the fleet management, there is also this channel, this kind of aftermarket channel where you do see companies, very large companies, say, custom modifying their vehicles. And, and that's another channel. And, you know, obviously that gets around this notion of automobile manufacturers integrating into the actual uh, OEM automobile. But so... Really, there's lots of different channels that the biometrics has to find its way through, depending on the use case. Do you see parallels between the automotive biometrics industry and the consumer mobile device industry? Um, how do these spaces compare when we're talking about biometric authentication? Well, so you know, that's a tricky one. I think you know, if I if I look at the primary uh, application right now, or the primary vertical. Uh, that is uh, adopting biometrics for authentication. I, I'd say that's banking. And it's hard for me to see that much commonality between banking and automotive, uh, aside from the, the two fundamental kind of use cases that are somewhat universal, which are, are identity proofing and then authentication. Um, I mean, really the nature of biometrics and the identity is that there's a very broad array of verticals in which these two sort of general use cases are, are very applicable. I think, you know, in banking uh, and some of the other verticals we're familiar with, like healthcare, it's fairly well-defined what we're, what we're trying to achieve there. It is essentially identity proofing, like who is this person who is, is, is coming to us to initiate service, for example, or log into a bank account. Automotive, again, as we kind of go through in the paper, is is a bit more open field. We've got concepts of entering your car, keyless entry and start using a mobile device, but then also these features when you get into the car, uh, personal, personalizing settings uh, based on who you are, attributing data of, that the car is collecting based on who you are, making purchases. There's really compelling safety features that are also in the mix um, and that's just on the commercial and that's just on the you know private vehicle side so then we, we move over to commercial and you've got a whole other set of, of potential use cases so it's it's a bit more of a complex vertical I would say and, and that's what I thought was interesting about uh, that paper was was kind of exploring all those a bit um, it's clearly early days in that market but um, but we're absolutely getting a lot of interest and, and some traction with some different types of companies involved in that space. 
there is a focus uh, in this paper on the commercial use cases yes. for biometrics. And it seems like there are quite a few opportunities that opened up just in the past decade. Um, thanks to both the sharing and gig economy. I mean, even for me, I use Lyft and Uber in my everyday life. So, which we know it also expanded for the potentials for biometrics in the modern workplace. Um, on a broader note, what other opportunities do you see remote work opening up for biometrics? So, right, this gig economy, sharing economy is really a theme of our time right now, right? It's just changing the nature of lots of different businesses. And what it's doing is introducing this notion that, you know, when, when you transact with between two parties, we're used to interacting and, and transacting with a, an institution, you know, as a customer. And those institutions have established trust by establishing brand and they, they have a history of uh, success. And there's, a, you know, they're, they're kind of a known quantity uh, in many cases. And what the sharing economy is introducing is this notion of of establishing trust between individuals that don't know each other and will likely never even see each other. And that is, you know, establishing trust between these two parties is core to all of these types of applications of the sharing economy, whether mm -hmm. it's driving. And we've seen this in the news so much lately. You know, we've we've got incidents happening between drivers and passengers. We have incidents between renters and owners. And so fundamentally establishing trust is is just absolutely imperative to the business model and this is really what biometrics is all about in one sense for the identity proofing who is this person can we kind of establish an identity for this person that we can count on that's consistent and when you do that you are establishing accountability so when you use biometrics you're saying hey this is me and and no matter what happened whatever i try to do if i try to have a new identity if i have a new digital identity in the future Biometrics are going to help resolve, help companies resolve that. So there's mm -hmm. going to be more accountability. Um, and then on the authentication side, it's just allowing these two parties to trust each other more. Absolutely. Aware has been a leading supplier of biometric software since 1992, when it was among the very first companies to provide biometric SDKs. Today, Aware offers the broadest product portfolio in the industry, with fingerprint, face, iris, and voice-based solutions ranging from passwordless authentication to a full-featured criminal ABIS. Among Aware's products are category leaders, including its Nomi Liveness Detection algorithms, its BioSP middleware and workflow platform, and many of its SDKs and applications that are industry standards used in hundreds of systems globally. Visit aware.com to learn how Aware can bring identity solutions to life with biometrics. And now, back to the podcast. Aware is a longtime leader in the biometrics industry, um, giving your company a full view of the accelerated evolution we've seen in the later half of the decade. What would you say are the biggest milestones from the 2010s? Yeah, so so clearly the the biometric space has has gone through some big changes. You know, if I, I've I've been in this arena for a while, and you know, in the '90s it was you could say kind of a sleepy industry. It was uh, really about fingerprints and law enforcement and sending files mm -hmm. to the FBI and getting results of a search. And then the 2000 knots were really post 9/11 focus, where we were looking to use biometrics and a lot of new applications. Uh, namely border management, defense, um, and also credentialing. And, you know, I think that 
that concept kind of led us to the to the 2010s where we saw Apple introduce the touch ID mm-hmm. and, and then later on facial recognition became important. So I think for aware in the 2010s, I think we've been effective at expanding our product portfolio to address these vastly different applications and really keeping on top of those. And what is that what that has meant is really recognizing not only what's going to be important, say in the next couple of years, but also how aware can contribute to to that. And you know, so for example, you know, as, as we're looking in the 2010s, we really saw private sector applications become much more important. So identity proofing and authentication for banking as an example. So I think we recognized pretty early on um, the importance of liveness detection in that function. And so we began began working on that pretty aggressively um, several years ago with the understanding that without liveness detection, the facial recognition for authentication or identity proofing simply was not viable. Absolutely. on the other side of things, and we're still really active on the public sector side too. We are, you know, that is clearly, you know, a huge priority for us as well. We're, we're, you know, by no means walking away from that market. Quite the contrary. So we see an opportunity in the ABIS arena to uh, establish to provide a new kind of product, and and that's what we're doing. So we're we're providing a an ABIS that is fundamentally designed to be open and prevent vendor lock-in and be flexible and essentially be future-proof. And if you know something about the ABIS market, there's not a ton of options that you could describe that way uh, on mm-hmm. the market today. So that is that is an exciting opportunity for us to take a lot of technology that we've, we've had and provided to the market in a more kind of granular level, bringing that together and providing a, a system solution that is is new and, and modern and really addressing some of the requirements that we see in that market. And uh, biometrics were a global phenomenon this decade. And as fine biometrics, we travel the world going to all different kinds of conferences. We always run into aware. Uh, what regions do you think show the most promise for biometric adoption? So I think so we see adoption in, in, on every continent, and I think they just tend to be in different stages in their adoption. I'd say the one that is really exciting for us is Latin America. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a bunch of reasons why that's the case. In Latin America, you, you clearly have a need. Uh, where I'm thinking of places like, you know, it's not a monolithic place, but Brazil in particular, mm-hmm. um, you have not only a, a real need, to uh, address fraud and and other uh, applications that are important and and where biometrics are applicable, but you also just see a, a real openness to the technology uh, and to the concept of using biometrics for identity. Whereas, you know, I think I think in Latin America they we see, tend to see uh, a perception of biometrics to be about identity and not about uh, personal private information. They, they tend yeah. to be seen more as a, you know, a means to to express identity. The other location is Africa. So, you know, uh, that is a really interesting market. And I've said this before, but, you know, as we saw 20 years ago or so, where Africa was able to kind of leapfrog the whole kind of landline type of telephone network and go straight to mobile phones, and they were able to achieve a, a really rapid 
expansion of telecommunication services throughout the continent using mobile technology. And I see a, you know, a, a very close analogy with biometrics and identity mm-hmm. um, where we can kind of leapfrog these older sort of older fashioned no, notions of what um, identity is. You know, is it a card with your name on it or is it a mobile phone with a digital identity on it? Mm-hmm. And I think Africa is particularly interesting um, given the opportunity to to address the the uh, the need for for banking services to reach more people. So we have an underbanked population there. Mm-hmm. That's a great example of where biometrics is absolutely making a, a huge impact. Well, yeah, definitely. And I know that um, Peter O'Neill caught up with you at ID for Africa last year, you know, talking about this leapfrog effect and, and specifically in the content of of Africa. And we'll be reporting live from there again because we're seeing you know, there is a rapid adoption in that area. So I think that's definitely the right way to go. Um, And it is clear by now that financial services and consumer mobile devices were the front line of biometric innovation in this decade. What markets do you expect to embrace biometrics next, especially as we see advances in IoT, AI, and wireless connectivity? Well, there's several. I'm excited about the, what I call enterprise security, identity, and access management where we're helping enterprises secure their assets and secure identities for their workers, but also their um, their customers. So, you know, really moving their authentication to a passwordless mode, and that that's compelling. Clearly, I just talked about automotive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're next, but I think they're within the next. A few years, we'll definitely see more and more of this, and it'll just become kind of second nature, I think, that um, when we've already gotten used to talking to our cars and using voice recognition for that, and I think we'll see, you know, we'll we'll see facial recognition follow closely on the heels of that, and, you know, there's some challenges to work out. The environment in a car is is challenging, right? People drive at night. Um, that's that's a challenge to address, but but it's it will be it will be addressed, and I think it's going to be adopted. Um, healthcare is obviously another area where where we expect to see adoption, particularly for for patient ID. And then finally, digital credentials. I think is in this at least in the next five years. I think will really make uh, inroads. So digital credentials on a mobile phone, for example. And I'd like to see decentralized identity schemes uh, see more adoption. I know Canada is leading the way uh, in some ways uh, in that realm. And, and I think we're going to see more of that uh, in the market. So it's it remains a pretty dynamic market, exciting. There's lots of um, There's lots of applications beyond banking and government. There's no question. Biometrics hold the promise to make passwordless multi-factor authentication a reality with a more secure and convenient approach than other methods. But biometric techniques such as facial recognition are non-starters without a liveness detection approach that is effective without degrading the user experience. AWARE's NOMI framework for biometric authentication offers NIST-tested facial recognition as well as optional voice recognition, which boosts performance by a factor of 10. Nomi includes market-leading face and voice liveness detection algorithms, which are completely passive, requiring no user interaction. Visit aware.com to learn how you can use Nomi to enable your identity solution with biometrics-based passwordless authentication. And now, back to the podcast. 
terms of looking you know, forward to the next decade, what can we expect from AWARE in the new year? Well, so, um, you know, I think we're, we're really seeing some of the products that we've been working hard on in the last couple of years uh, get deployed, and that's clearly exciting. Um, so our, our mobile authentication product is called Nomi. It has face and voice uh, authentication with uh, liveness detection for both modalities, and, and, and those are, you know, those are just continuing to deploy. We have a big pipeline for that product in banking and in other verticals. It's also being adopted for identity proofing. So banks are, are, are using biometrics to, to onboard new customers. They're checking their facial biometrics against their driver's licenses as part of that process. Uh, so that's, that's all really exciting. In the second, you know, in the second category is our ABIS, as I mentioned. So we, we do expect to have deployments of that product uh, in 2020 in government applications, both civil, you know, what we call civil ID, but also criminal applications. And then finally, uh, something that um, we're also expecting to see further deployments for is our, our software as a service, which we call Indigo. So Indigo is a software as a service platform that that addresses particular use cases, but also is available in the form of microservices. And we see an increasing trend to utilize microservices, say, from the cloud or from a private cloud, as opposed to, say, incorporating an SDK into a, a, an application. So that's another trend that I think we're really well positioned to take advantage of. We have a broad array of technology that's available uh, from a REST service, and so that's just another kind of area that, that we're pretty excited about. And then finally, you know, our, our, our BioSP remains the market-leading platform for integrating disparate systems. It's a workflow middleware platform, whatever you want to call it, but it, it, we're also going to see new government projects uh, and commercial projects where that, that product will be included. Well, we're looking forward to it. To covering all of those new developments in, in 2020. Um, oh, please do, please do. <laughs> How can our listeners get in contact uh, with your company to learn more? Well, we, we do have a website, uh, oh. aware.com. We're on social media, we're on Twitter and LinkedIn, and I am available here for anyone who'd like to give us a shout, reach out at our website, and i happy to talk to you and uh, tell you more about what's going on with uh, AWARE. Great. Well, it's always great to, to hear from you, David. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. And so concludes Susan Stover's conversation with David Benini, Vice President of Marketing and Product at AWARE. To learn more about automotive biometrics, multi-factor authentication, and other topics discussed in this episode of ID Talk, visit aware.com. And be sure to visit findbiometrics.com to read our year in review featured coverage in which our expert editorial team is analyzing the intriguing results from our recently complete year in review survey. I want to thank David Benini and Aware for lending expertise to this episode. Today's interview, again, was conducted by Susan Stover. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.